2: All you have to
0: do is call 222-2222.
2: KPTFM HD2 Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA all day. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Ryan Kelly Morning After on KPNTFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan,
0: Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson.
3: Good morning, St. Louis. Wait a minute.
2: Where is Tim? You are not Tim, gosh darn it, and I will not be hoodwinked into thinking that
0: you are. Where is he?
3: Finish up. Finish okay. what you got. You got it? I like That's to know it. ahead of
0: time so I don't have to come in. Why wouldn't you have to come in? I don't like being here when Tim's not here. But it's your job to come in. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. You yeah, <laughs>
3: don't. What a lovely sentiment. You yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> veiled, Gosh, veiled shots. But... Not a real great start. Well, this is the Ryan Kelly morning after. Okay. Douglas Elvin Vaughn to my right. Across the dais, we have Darren the Plowhawk-Atkins. To my left, Brentwood Hall of Famer Ken Iggy Strode. And then the Horton Watkins Studios. Today, the Sekman Studios. KG and O-Town filling in because Tim is ill. So I am sitting here in the uh, catbird seat. Oh. The captain's chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, running point here is Tim is ill and okay. out today. We hope he feels better soon so he can get back in, hang out with us. Uh, but until then, radio excellence nonetheless how are we going to do that? Well, the Cardinals well, we are coming. Got,
2: the Cardinals Chihuahua, are not coming.
3: Chihuahua, Ron Culpa. Um, yeah. Trade deadline.
2: Golf. Any, any hope or notion that we had that if we can just get hot, we can still win this thing died on those two pitches Friday. <laughs> Ron Culpa. Both of them ball four. that would have tied the game.
3: We have the audio. I'd love to play because that's not much, like, in terms of baseball. Like, I'm, I'm kind of anti-robot umpire's. Uh, but if there was any case to be made for robot umpires, it took place on Friday afternoon with Ron Culpa and the St. Louis baseball Cardinals on the north side of Chicago. Plowboy, can we hear that audio?
1: Oh, hit if the lever. Hit from Burleson.
2: This is Burleson getting out. ejected. Hit the yeah. lever, Plowsey. Oh!
0: But Burleson's asking, is that right on the corner?
3: Oh! Generous strike. Sir. Carlson fired up with the strike two call.
2: And he has been thrown out of the game. Oh. In a basis loaded
1: situation where the Cardinals cannot capitalize. Okay. it's the guy you wanted at the plate, too.
3: Well, regardless of that, and it's, it's tough for me because they lost, obviously, that game and then the two games following, so it's tough to be you know, sour grapes over here over one play, but that was truly some of the worst umpiring I've ever seen. It the, was. The umpire scorecards came out for that. I think it was plus 1.77 runs for the Cubs, and when you look at those two pitches on the uh, graph, it is brutal, and it's understandable if you want to make that first call a strike on the say it's on the corner. That's fine. The second pitch was further outside. Yeah. How could you say that that's the corner and then also say that that next pitch was a strike? Either way, the Cardinals lose that game. They lose Saturday and Didn't Sunday. They
0: pull, did they pull Nolan Gorman on that? Is that the game where they pulled Gorman was in the on deck circle and then they pulled him back and Burleson pinch hit?
3: Uh don't know on that. I don't remember that. if that was the case on that. I don't It'd be know be hard that. to look up. Gorman's got back tightness that kept him out of the game yesterday. All of our trade pieces are hurt.
1: All of them have tightness. They're sore. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good look for a team that's in now sell mode, right? Like right. Now so, you're in, oh, yeah, that, yeah. now you're in sell mode. So this kind of leads
3: is... to the bigger conversation. Obviously, like I said, the Cardinals lose three of four in Chicago and now uh, it seems all but certain that the team will look much different this time next week.
1: 11 game back. Yep. Ten we're not in the last. wild card. We're not in last, but we're a half game back from being no. or up being in the last.
3: The one pitcher who you kind of relied on all season gets shelled yesterday.
2: Well, based on the lineup they put out there yesterday, they've thrown they in the, to- yeah. the towel. They didn't care. They've thrown in the towel. You
1: cannot have Motter and uh, uh, Herrera. Uh, Goldschmidt on
2: the bench. Yeah, you don't try to struggle to get back there, in it. There's Gold no Sunday
1: the lineups late July, no. ten games out. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, I, I don't care. You can do this in May and April. I, I get it. I get it. You want to keep players healthy. They gave up. Yesterday, and sure. I'm fine with. I understand this is not a season that's going to be, and you know, it's not a playoff team. Well, I, I mean, think we, you weren't going to win 75 percent of your game to get to 90.
3: They
2: really had something going until Friday.
3: Yeah, six goal. in a row.
2: They really, and that took a lot of starch out of them. I think that loss, that was a horrible that, loss. That
3: really, yeah, that loss, right where you have the the, the game is tied essentially. If, mm-hmm. if somebody else is honestly anybody else is behind the play call and ball and strikes. The game is tied. Could be the difference, but either way, I think uh, Ron Culpa (laughs) essentially created the Cardinals being absolute sellers. Come on,
0: Homer, you're a St. Louis guy. Culpa, give us those calls.
1: Did you see the over? And I'm not saying anything. I'm just. I think it was unique to know what the over/under on that game was was too. Seven and a half. It was seven and a half. Yeah. Which again probably means nothing, but it was a seven total runs, bases loaded. You know, you walk Burleson, you have, you know, your eighth run. So did now, Copa did have you the did he you have the under? The I don't know. I, th- I think it's interesting what the number was oh. and how bad the two strike calls were and what the score was at the time. I think that's all. I mean, I'm not saying anything. I just think that's The umpires
2: make horrible mistakes just like Those the are too bad ones. Too. Man, all you need everybody. to know about this
0: team, and I said it last week when we were talking about the winning streak and eight out of ten, and... You know, if they could just not stop with this. They did it in May. They won went on a streak and got it to within seven games. No, they're they not a good ball club. And the moves they make, I know admins hurt. You call it Fermin? I mean, he was seven years in the in the uh, Guardians minor league system. Couldn't make it to the ball club. Just made it to AAA last year. The Cardinals signed him. And start him, and again. they bring him up, and then start him. Then they <laughs> send him, there. then they send yeah. him down. Send him down, bring up Mater. Well, he is hitting, a, he was hitting hundred and eight points yeah. higher than uh, for me. And for me, he was hitting ninety one. Motter's hitting two hundred. So, I get it. But it just the moves they make, it's just. And about, then you bring him up, and then you put him right in the lineup. How about the move of
2: trading Hennessy Cabrera for nothing? This was a left-handed reliever throwing upper nineties. Is there not a pitching coach anywhere in the Cardinal system that can get him straightened out? And help him with his command is it is it just helpless i mean lefties that throw 98 99 they don't grow on trees and he's young enough and they got a class a minor leaguer catcher who's hitting 200. does that make any sense at all
3: maybe they got sammy hernandez that's who i'm talking about Yeah, another catcher you think
0: herrera is the catcher of the future uh who's pretty much starting now um you got a guy who's got another four years on a $90 $90 million contract, and you trade for another catcher?
2: Well, well, he'll have no shot to make it to the Major well, Leagues. He'll never make the Major Leagues. No. <laughs> Are they just dumping Cabrera's salary? Is that what it's all about?
1: And Mason uh, yeah. Wynn right now is currently one of the best AAA players in the game. Now is a perfect time just to dump and sell. Just You need to open up some infield and outfield. Just start dumping them for pitching prospects. Mm. Bring up Mason Wynn. And just at least when you roll out some losses, at least have Walker and Wynn in there and show you... You know, show the fan base at least, here's your future. We're going to yeah. start making some moves for 2024. It's you, done. There needs to be a move today. This is done. <laughs> we sure we are trying. now in sell mode today. The clock is starting.
3: I'm sure they've been on the phones. Yeah. So, uh, what that brings me to when you talk about Mason Wynn and the log jams is Bob Nightingale of USA Today wrote uh, that they will keep infielder cor- infield cornerstones, Paul Goldschmidt, on our. Ar- Nolan Arenado and outfielders Jordan Walker and Lars Nootbaar trying to build around them this winter and hope they are back to the Cardinal way in 2024. <laughs> he also mentioned that Wilson Contreras would be on the trade block as well. So it looks like those four guys are safe and everyone else is fair game now. Who would take Wilson Contreras? Cardinals would probably have to eat a massive amount of that contract. Yeah, but you need a contender to lose a catcher. So according you... to him,
0: Nolan um, Nootbaar is untouchable, but Nolan Gorman's available.
3: Uh, that That's what it seems like. It seems like those four guys would be uh, safe. Uh, Mars Nolan game. Gorman has well, in the month of June was not who he was in the month of April or May. So it's not crazy to say that Gorman has a floor and a low one at that. But he is a big power hitter, a yeah. guy you'd like to see around here. I don't think a guy like gorman would be on the trip but you have to hear an offer for everybody right i mean you're yeah, double digit so. games back in nl central
1: I'm, I'm still on this train how is lars Nootbaar untradeable I, I, I need i need to know i Pepper need to know from base, i need to know from baseball experts i'm serious i i'm am i dumb because we had this with carlson and i was confused then and of course that worked out so great this untradeable player is now basically kind of floundering as a fourth outfielder when he should really be starting But nonetheless, like, what has he done? Like, I'm talking a full season production, no injuries, outside of little pepper grinder gimmicks and being a fan favorite to sell tickets. What on-field production has he done consistently to allow him to be untradeable? If we get rid of Gorman and keep Newt Bar, uh, I'm out. I'm done on what do that. What you are out? What do you I'm mean done. by that? I'm done. I have zero respect. Whatever I have left for Mosellock and that staff, I'm done. Again, this is Bob, Bob,
0: Bob Nightingale saying I
1: get it, and most of the time it, it, it's not necessarily accurate. But the fact that Lars Newbar would be considered untradeable, if that is the case. He's anyway. hitting
2: 261 with seven home runs. You want to trade that? <laughs> you think it's that's on, replaceable? We
1: hype these guys up too much. It happens every I don't know why we keep doing this. Everybody's on. Everybody is tradable is I, outside of Walker. I'm trading anybody, and I love Noah Arenado, but I think he deserved to be on a winning team anyway. Yeah, I could but be wrong. A no
3: trade clause,
1: oh, so true. It's so not, it's not
3: him
0: yeah. hey and Goldschmidt. I could be wrong, but I think a month ago, Nightingale said that uh, Goldschmidt is on the Goldschmidt is tradable. Now he's untouchable. Well, Goldschmidt kind of controls his own destiny. Well, he does, with no trade but, he does, but. I think he said the Cardinals would be willing to trade him, and now he's untouchable.
3: Well, don't you think that the Cardinals would have been willing to trade them? Why aren't that's they Why aren't
0: they willing to trade him now, according to Nightingale?
3: Well, I think they might be willing, but if he's not willing, then that ends the conversation. But that's not what
0: Nightingale's saying. He's saying the cornerstones are right. the four people that are untouchable. Why is he untouchable?
1: If I'm going I'm I, I looking at that. I'm looking know. at Arizona as a great re reun- you know reuniting there, finishing your career there. So how Pujols ended his career at the, you know, his hometown team. I think that's, I mean, because that's a good team. It's a good young team. Goldsmith knows that organization very well. I just think if he would accept a trade, maybe that's the place. Maybe you go back. I don't know.
2: Does any reporter really know who's right. untouchable? Hell who no. The dude. And you'd have to be sitting in the meetings with the with the GM and the head of baseball operate. You'd have to be a part of it you to think? know really who is untradeable and who is really on the market.
1: The owner, let's say DeWitt and Mosellock are talking to us. Okay, before we go any further, you want to bring Bob in? <laughs>
3: Or it's any, not, it doesn't. Yeah, you know, it doesn't. It's just, just I, you know, like
1: anybody.
0: Well, they people, all speak
2: in definitive terms. You think, well, no, wait a minute. <laughs> people I, do. Know.
0: People do have sources. I think Rosenthal. You can has have a
2: source. Sources. It doesn't mean that that's absolutely true. They well, might depending be. They on might depending be on who you're getting manip- it from. But they might be manipulating. Well, a lot you of them do. Some. Yeah, okay, some of those then you guys, really don't know.
0: Morosi and some of these guys are in with the agents, and they get this stuff and throw this out there, say that he's worth this, say he's on the trade, say they're looking for this. You know, there's guys out there. But there are guys like Rosenthal who probably has somebody in the front office that said, yeah, this is what they're thinking. may not be Moseley. It could be somebody else that hears it.
3: Well, Cuckleberry Finn says uh, Nightingale never said that Goldie was tradable. That was John Heyman looking for that information. You looked that up. That's from from Cuckleberry Finn. Yeah, I got an article from June 21st with sources telling uh, Nightingale that Goldschmidt's uh, untradable. Okay. Thank you, KG. KG knows that, everybody. Um, As far as Newt
2: Bar goes, do you think he'd be as popular if his name was Bob Jones as opposed to Lars Newt Bar? (laughs) Do you think his name has got something to do with his
1: popularity? I I literally – I don't know what it is. I just have no idea what the appeal is. Solid player, decent. Like, if he wasn't going to be able to get Otani, I would sign Newt Bar to a four-year, $60 million deal right now if that meant we got Otani because that was, like, the big thing during the World Baseball Club. Like – He's he's a nothing burger. Well, it's it's not, getting He's got cross- tools.
2: He's a big guy. He's six three. He's fast. He's good defensively. When he hits, he can hit the ball a long way. So that's what you look for in a player. Yeah. He hasn't delivered at a big big time. Level yet, but he's point, exactly though. he's exactly I, the physical player that you look right. for. There's a no no, reason, so they that, don't want <clears throat> to give up on him too soon.
0: Right. Let me point this out too for the people that always want to try to prove me wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> I Being think I, I think I prefaced it by saying I'm not sure. I don't. I'm. I could be wrong on this, so I didn't say for sure. But go back and look at every article in the last two months, and then get back to me. Not pick out one. The guy changes his mind all the time. To look at so, every article. Well. If I'm on you, it. You picked one article. Go back in the last two two months of articles that Bob Nightingale has written and let me know. Okay. And again, I did say I'm not hundred percent certain.
3: Boy, I love listening to a couple veteran talent evaluators like Ken and Plowhawk chopping it up. It's from oh. DLC. Well,
1: I'm just saying we've done this to a lot of players before. Like several, especially in that specific position in the outfield. You know, the Gretchik, the is then you know, you move on to the next duo and trio that were supposed to be there for five or six years and a year and a half later. Like, to me, what's probably going to happen if they're going to trade Newt Bar at its lowest value here in the next year or two? Like, that? they see the tools, the eye-popping defense. I get all that. But this is when you want to trade a player like that. When he hasn't played a full season, you're not sure what you're going to get. I mean, he's almost like a prospect. Where he's not on the field enough long-term to really get a gauge of what he's going to be. Now you would trade him if he's injury prone. You avoid that. If he doesn't pan out, you avoid that as well. But keeping him until Carlson, fourth outfielder, a year, eight months ago, he's untradeable. He's the cornerstone of that center field position. Now Tommy Edman plays it. Like that's how fast things can change. And I, I, hate putting players on any type of pedestal. Jordan Walker is the only untouchable player.
2: But but why do you only like him? one because of his tools, not because he's produced a huge season yet. He's right. He's, he's tall. He's big. He's he six years ball. younger
1: than Newt Bar as well. I know,
2: but the thing you like about but him if you're comparing are comparing tools.
1: The, yes, he's also 20 years old. I think the best tool of that is he's 20 years old, and he looks like a freaking 28-year-old behemoth. He's bigger than Newt Barr. He has more upside than Newt Barr. He hits the ball harder than Newt Barr. No doubt. You're comparing the two players, and I agree. I, I'm more fascinated with what he can become but he also has room to grow. You have no room for growth in a 26-year-old outfielder. Oh, he I needs disagree. To be, with he that. needs to be good this year and next year, or what are you going to do at the end of a contract? Sign him to a big year, big-term deal without actually having a full season under his belt. Like that's why I think he, you don't have a lot of time and a lot of wiggle room with Newt Bar. You do. With, you know the number two prospect in
3: baseball. I, d- I do, I, I do love you, Plowhawk, and I think it's really perfect that the Cardinals listed that only really four guys are safe, and you are hammering the one guy who was <laughs> included in that. Not the and
2: he's twenty five, not twenty six. If it matters, well, the, I don't not, know not if it matters. Not a big change, but, but is, I think the comparison ruffle.
1: of the two. And I agree, I agree but that
2: uh, my point was this is how you're judging them. You're judging them on tools, and he Walker's, can three walkers p- tools jump out at you. Oh my God, look at that specimen. Newt Bar not as, not as big a guy, better defensively, oh, but he's sure. also he's also got the tools that that Scouts and, and major League people look for. Well another he's reason got, is... he's got strength, he's got speed, he's good defensively, he's got a big arm, he can run. that's what you look for. Well, Walker and you, can play and, and, you, and then you wait for the guy to develop. And he hasn't developed like you would want him to just yet. But he's, he's certainly got the parts to develop.
1: If you're rebuilding, I don't think you want to rebuild around a 26-year-old. My point being, Walker can also play two corner outfield spots, third base, well, and potentially either, first base. He's not great at... He, I'm saying, like, you can move... He had the potential to play three different positions in his career. Newbar does not have that capability at all.
2: Three outfield positions. He can play center field. He can play out- first
1: base. Almost everybody on the field can play first base. <laughs> Realistically, he will never play first base. My, my point is, you could see Jordan Walker eventually playing third or first base for the car. You can't see Lars Nootbaar outside of an outfield spot playing any other position.
3: Yeah. Here, here goes Plow Zaylock. He demands players be traded when they develop on the team they're traded to. He'll claim the front office is incompetent for letting them go. Rinse and repeats from Sister Catherine Patricia. What players have
1: I demanded trades that have turned out to be superstars? I, 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 have, I haven't done that. Like...
2: You insisted that they trade Arena.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I didn't say they should trade any of those you said, guys. Should be Gallon, out. I knew nothing about the guy to demand them to be traded. <laughs> There's no major league baseball ready player that the Cardinal traded that I demanded that have turned out to be superstars. It's just that take is inaccurate. Is Tim
3: there? That's from Sex. Where is he? No, Mr. Sex. Oh, uh, Mr. Sex. Tim is out ill today. Listeners cycle on and they also cycle off. So yeah, yeah Tim is uh, out sick today. But uh, we do have Douglas Sullivan Vaughn, Darren LaPlowk-Atkins, Kenny Eggie Strode, KG and O-Town in the building, and myself, Action Jackson. This is the Munganast 7 o'clock hour. Uh, we love Munganast. We, we work with Munganast all oh, the time. Both you people. two, the ones to my left and my right, Kenny Eggie Strode and Doug, both drive Munganast whips. Is that right, boys? That's right. Oh, I'm on to... Friday.
1: Where are you? Getting my van checked up for Colorado. Uh, leave it next week. How to check out. They did a wonderful job. Topped off all the fluids. They cleaned the outside of my vehicle. Made sure everything was tip-top shape. Tire pressure was all good. Yeah. I mean, of course, the service department.
2: Oh, it's fantastic. Fix, bam. They even have snick snacks in there when you're waiting. They're,
1: and the, there's like four different coffee machines there as well. Yes, there are. I mean, yeah. with a lot of different pods. hmm I'm choose.
2: driving a
0: Rav Four. It's a nice, nice vehicle. I love it. Yeah. By that EC too, man. When it's, when it's muggy out in the morning, you know, a lot of times cars take a while to get cool. You got hot air blowing out of the floor. As soon as I step in, then I think turn it on. The cold air is just coming out.
3: That's what you want, yeah. especially in the summertime. That's uh, Munganas, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyo, the sponsor of the 7 o'clock hour and the sponsor of the Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown. I have the information. I have this week's winner uh, in my possession. I'm buying time right now by talking so I can pull it up. <laughs> okay. It was a
0: brutal week. Yeah, okay. It was okay.
3: tough. Um, but two missed we do. cuts for me Boy, these numbers are low yeah, Are they really? Oh, man we put, we put 50 bucks into this one Well, I couldn't even look to see who I was picking Well, Doug, uh, oh. you got us uh, So you did have Cam Smith Who finished top 33, oh, one nice. over And uh, uh, is it Victor Perez? Uh, yeah Who was two over Tony oh, Perez my God, the uh, They so, got a
2: good ball club, we got a good ball club
3: So those are the two guys you had that made the cut okay. The guys you had who missed the cut uh, Dustin Johnson who shot a tidy little 81 on Friday? He was robbed. Uh, he missed the cut. He had less than double digit. He had 9.5 points for Dustin Johnson. Idiot. Uh, Justin Rose also did not make it to the weekend. Uh, Saithagawa, who did have a nice little Friday going three under, but unfortunately the 79 on Thursday cost him. He did not make the cut. And Adam Shank. Uh, we collectively shot 12 over in his two rounds. Also, not make the cut, Doug, with 183 mm. points. Wow. Nice. One of the lower totals I've ever seen. But remember, when
2: I picked it, everybody said, oh, wow, that's a great <laughs> I team. Agree, yeah. Nice team. I didn't that's that terrific. Well, see, You just don't know. You uh, don't know.
3: Ken Iggy Strode had Jordan Spieth, who did make the cut. Uh, Adam Scott, another guy making the cut. Bob McIntyre. And, of course, your 2023 Claret Jug winner, Brian Harmon. On his team. Unfortunately, Dustin Johnson and Shane Lowry did not make the cut. Two major winners. Yep. Can't make the cut. Shane Lowry was one of the major?
0: Yeah, well, the British Open, like two years ago, three years ago.
3: Wow, I've, how quickly I've forgotten. Um, so, yeah, so Iggy wins 299.5. Iggy takes, I believe, three majors this year. Oh, hey, Doug, you got your ass kicked this year. Yeah. It's yeah. been a rough one.
2: And everyone's said, like, oh, that's yeah. a great <laughs> <laughs> team. Wow, I say are you that. cheating when you pick these number, these names?
0: I would like to go back and for that guy that throws out the spreadsheets that has all that, I'd like to know how many winners I picked this year. I had a winner last week, too. I had uh, Victor Norman. Uh,
3: but that wasn't a game we played.
0: No, but I had McIntyre, who missed out by one because McElroy birdied the last two holes. Uh, I think I've had like four or five, pick four or five of the winners this year. Oh,
2: I don't know. Are you saying you're some sort of
0: expert? No, well, when it comes to picking winners, so if people out there are playing my teams, just take the no six take the teams. six players that I pick on my fantasy team and play them all to win the tournament.
2: I don't think anyone's playing your your team.
0: A lot of people are.
2: No, they aren't.
0: Come here, big fella. So if you'd have taken my six players and put $100 on each of them to win... I'm pretty sure that Brian Harm was probably plus eight thousand.
2: You think? Well, why don't you do that then? If you're so confident. I don't, I don't
0: have that kind of money.
2: You've got a hundred dollars.
0: Not 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 six hundred dollars. Yes, you do. Well, I'm not risking six hundred dollars. Okay,
2: <laughs> well then, why would anyone else? <laughs>
0: well, I'm sure we have liquid income for a lot of these people.
2: Liquid income.
3: Liquid income. <laughs> 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 wow, uh, the wind off the th- uh, Firth of Fifth was absolutely brutal. It it's from Wolf Boy. Yeah, First of that fifth. was the
0: week before. This week it was the Irish Sea, but wasn't much wind at all this week. Terrible rain yesterday. I mean, they played rain for eighteen holes. The leaders, but not a lot of wind. I think the wind was like five miles an hour yesterday.
2: I didn't. I didn't watch five minutes. Yeah, uh.
0: not very.
3: Not a very gripping major tournament. Oh, I. I kind of it was the four worst non-gripping major tournaments this year. Yeah, this Plus is, twelve thousand for Harmon going into the tournament. Okay, that's, that's good odds. Serious money. That
1: was the worst golf of it. It's just so boring. That was one of those to where I, I I hated every second of watching it. It was over uh, on Friday. Nobody was making any birdie putts whatsoever. Nobody was close. It was over a whole four or five of Sunday.
0: It was over. And I said, I said this on Friday. I don't know what it is about the British Open. You just can't see the ball. The camera can't pick it
3: Probably up. Probably the gray sky. It kind mean, of blends in. Well,
0: it was gray skies yesterday, three days before that. But the ball's in the air. It almost looks like it's just a pixelated thing flying through. And then you can't find it. Even the cameraman can't find it. Uh, I think it's in the rough. I don't know. Is it over there? I think he might have been short of the bunker. They can't even pick up the, pick up the ball. I don't know what it is.
2: Perhaps because it's not as not as green. They don't have a stark contrast That's the of the
3: background. Could be. It
0: could be. But sorry, every British Open is like that.
3: I know when I play and it's like overcasted conditions, I
0: struggle to see the ball once it, like, reaches the air. But it wasn't <laughs> just overcast. Yeah. I mean, the first two days it was sunny. It's just, I don't know maybe over the pond the cameras are different i don't know
2: i played in many british opens right and i, and I had trouble seeing the ball after i'd hit it
3: right
0: especially at carnooste
2: i was long yeah it was Carnoustie especially i was long <laughs> was at 2 p.m i was
1: like what, where is it
0: <laughs> and it was uh, a typical broadcast too because you had uh, Torico, you had dan hicks and uh paul azinger doing a great job and brad Faxon out there and my boy smiley kaufman and then i do nowhere know why now, would he
2: be your boy
0: because i like him and he just liked a couple of my tweets
2: Oh, okay. Uh, here we got to it. There it, it is. Um, <laughs>
0: My boy. But then, come back from a break, and here he is, Mike Trico. And we're at Port Rush next year, wherever they are. And then he's, here's the four winners that have played here at Liverpool. 1920, Johnny Bon Johnson. Johnny Bon Johnson. Bon Johnson. <laughs> bon Johnson. 1940. Johnny Bon Harry Johnson. Vardin. Here we are in 53 next bon. year, and then... Let's go out to the action. Here's Adam Scott for a birdie. Just misses right. And here we go, 14. This is Brian Harmon. He's in the rough. Looks like a bad lie. Oh, he gets out. It's going to be a nice up and down, hopefully. Jason Day here on 13. Why? Go back to Dan Hicks. Why do they bring you on to some useless, some useless uh, story? Through. And then you start calling the action.
2: Because he's their main guy.
0: You main, bring him all guy. the way. And Bob Costas never did that. Bob Costas, you may bring him in from the studio to say a few things, and let's go back out to the action. He never called action. And then here's Adam Scott for, no. It does just to say I can do play by play. That's all it is.
2: Had he wrapped up his story yet? Maybe he was mid-story when he,
0: he No, shot. the story was over. Then he goes, let's go back out to the action. And he starts calling the play for like 5, 10 minutes.
3: He big-footed Dan Hicks? Do you think that he's, he, like, he, in the production meeting saying, I have to do this, or well, are they probably, telling him?
0: Probably when he signed the contract. I need to do the majors. I need to get some airtime here. I want to do some play-by-play in the British Open.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Is that a new point?
0: <laughs> new to me. I, I just don't see how a producer go. You know what? And uh, when we come back from the break, we're not going to go to Dan Hicks and Azinger. We're going to go to Mike Tirico and let him call three or four holes. Why would that what is the you? point? It doesn't bother me. I'm just saying it's stupid.
3: Hard to enjoy the open with the ominous specter of Tarico's cloud constantly looming like the <laughs> angel of death. That's from a new poll How many
0: people out there, when I talked about this, when they watched it, they said, Nicky's right, why is he doing play-by-play here? Go back to the guys who were actually watching the tournament you're in a studio somewhere. These guys are out on the course.
1: Man, well, they were all watching the monitor, though. They were trying to push storylines the entire day. Kind kind of the, have
3: to because there was nothing else Holy going on.
1: Oh, Brian Harmon doesn't mother. move in
3: Boy, does he like to waggle that club, though. Yeah, they, I don't know they, if.
1: Again, that's one of the topics. They couldn't stop talking about it. Oh, Rory, is he going to make a comeback? Rory wasn't in it at all. He didn't take one shot outside of being five back from the lead the entire week. It doesn't week.
2: seem like there's any of the. Yet,
3: of we the have old, to be impressed.
2: Any of the old legendary players going for one
3: last. Big hurrah anymore like there was there for a long time Stuart sink was trying to make that move but
2: yeah he's he's of that age but he's not yeah like, no at he's the not level of tom like watson who? or yeah. jack nicholas playing one more time or i guess phil doing it or...
3: a couple of
0: years like ago because it was other like than that. other than phil and tiger there aren't any superstars that are up in age yeah old super no. i guess
3: yeah like i don't think matt kuchar falls in that no class no. But that's like, but that's like one of the few guys of that age who could do. Yeah, but you like have that. to have been the superstar at some right. point. Right, and it's really almost only like Phil like and Tiger, Ty- t- Iggy's right. And but to be fair, in the last five years, we have seen Phil and Tiger each win a major. So
2: yeah, but they're not they're not old enough
3: for Phil. What I'm talking Phil about. won at, at fifty one, his oldest major winner.
2: Yeah, he's getting up. Watson was what fifty nine when he almost won the. Yeah. U.S. Open, British Yeah, Open, yeah but yeah.
0: those guys aren't playing anymore. That's what have I, any, mean. You're not have any I mean. I've any sixty-year-olds winning those, on the PGA Tour? They don't H4. seem to have
2: those type of guys around anymore. Right. Well, they, they never are, they
0: they have. You're have, you have, have. Rory in ten more years. Nicholas European. won at forty-eight.
2: I say just being around guys like Nicholas and Watson and Trevino. Right, like and being in the top some ten of the on super Sunday. Super personalities of the history of the game. Yeah. They're they're not around anymore.
3: Phil made a little run at the Masters, but that was like it was all like he did it, but he had no chance of winning. He just snuck into the top ten. If I'm if my memory's Hey
0: back correct. door to second, I believe. Right. But he's not really close. Right.
1: Doug, in ten years, we'll talk about Rory
0: looking for his career Grand Slam.
1: Probably. Yeah.
0: I love Rory. Nine years without winning a major. this guy. <laughs> I, I gotta now say, you don't ho- like Rory. No, he's don't a don't Hall like him, of him, Fame it's just, guy. It's just but nine last... years without a major, and he's. You know, it's the same thing every year, and then he doesn't talk to the press, and he, you know, he's getting a little banty. I
1: wouldn't say he's, I mean, he's, what is it, eight of the last ten majors and then the top ten? It's ridiculous numbers. But, like, I just don't like the whole going in, Rory definitely winning, and he's always the fan favorite. I just don't like the storyline that go in with Rory every well, time. That's true. He can't do anything
2: wrong. And then the only questions they ask are, how come you can't win this one?
1: Yeah, that would be annoying. Yeah.
2: If I'm him,
3: that would be super annoying. Mm-hmm. You have to like Tim's chances in next year's U.S. Open with how he's trending. That's from Mr. I, Licks.
2: I don't know that he'll get in. You don't
3: need the distance. Right. That's what That's they the show. Key. And listen,
0: listen, listen, you British people.
3: <laughs> oh, here it comes. <laughs> That'll end, Doug. He's about to dunk on the entire United Kingdom. <laughs> yep. You know, look, Wait, let uh, me get the oven mitts. I feel
0: something <laughs> coming. Look, yeah. Americans are some rude people. But for you people to be cheering when Harmon misses a putt for par... I mean, it's just stupid. And he said there's some things that were said out there that I can't repeat during this press conference that were pretty bad. You know, act, act like you know anything about golf. <laughs> oh, wow. Why? Well, you don't cheer a guy when he misses a putt.
2: Unless yeah. you're rooting for the other guy.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, they're rooting for anybody but him. They wanted Rory up there. And... One of their own. Pardon me? They wanted one of their own. It's their yeah, open. That's fine. But you don't you don't cheer a guy when he misses a putt. Oh, I agree. I think it's weak. Yeah, no doubt. I mean...
3: Was that a lot of
2: people or just a couple knuckleheads who were? That's drunk? a thing.
0: It sounded like about 30 to 40 people clapping when he missed a putt. So well, that's enough for me to blame the entire country. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Seems fair.
0: Hey, no. did anyone notice that
3: Harmon threw his golf ball right-handed into the crowd after his wins from the three-one-four? I didn't notice that, but so? <laughs> so there's plenty of people who might golf left. I
0: mean, I could throw a golf ball left-handed,
3: not very well.
0: Sixty-eight miles per hour. I could throw like it you said. into a crowd.
3: You could lob it maybe
0: underhand. Well, that's into what a he crowd. did. He just kind of lobbed it into a crowd.
3: Oh. I, I didn't think. I just I thought that that was a funny text. Um, Hey, Angie, I know it's hard to believe because your workday is three hours, but when you, they're televising 12 hours of golf, maybe they give each other a break out there to eat, smoke, take a recreational, anything. It's from Bulldog Bob Brown.
2: Oh, Bulldog.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's it. You don't think they need a break every well, now and then? Well, you got and? a break when you go to a commercial.
2: <laughs> a lot of well, there. yeah, but you can't get back in time from when the show
0: starts again. How do you expect them to? All right, let Brad Faxon take over. He's in a booth. Let him take over.
2: Because they're paying Tariqo millions of dollars to be the face of the sports sports,
3: production. And then. rightfully so. Mm. <laughs> team and it seems like in the <laughs> Horton Watkins studio. studio. Uh, we're Team Ryan Kelly over here, Doug, because oh, he's God, a home so expert. Good. He's also the I mean, title I mean, sponsor mm-hmm. of this presentation.
2: He'd like to help you buy a home. Tough market for first-timers, for sure. But it is possible. It's a daunting task in this market right now. Inventory near record lows. Prices near record highs. It's not a good combination if you're trying to get in. And homes are going quick, so you need to be ready. Don't miss out on your dream home when it hits the market. Let Ryan Kelly and the Home Loan Expert team help you get a leg up on the competition, making the process of buying a home fun and less stressful. The Home Loan Experts and Ryan can pre-approve you the day you call in and get you a 10-day closing guarantee. Realtors who accept offers love that guarantee. If you're even considering buying a new home, call Ryan Kelly and the Home Loan Experts. Let them educate you so you don't miss out on your dream home. It all starts with the HomeLoanExpert.com. Thank you, Ryan Kelly. Thank you, Sir Mortgage.
3: That's Ryan Kelly. We are broadcasting live from the Michelob Ultra Studios. Only 95 calories and 2.6 grams of carbs. That's Michelob Ultra and the Michelob Ultra studios and we last week we had uh two gentlemen in chris and uh i'm sorry is it chris was it chris and eric brian eric eric the two gentlemen from the illinois recovery center Apologies. oh yeah mind slips sometimes uh wonderful time very powerful stories probably well, can i hear a little bit about the illinois recovery center illinois recovery center is the new premier
2: inpatient substance abuse facility in swansea illinois When it comes to the disease of
0: addiction, getting help should not be as difficult as it currently is. The Illinois Recovery Center's mission is to be the receiving hand in the community when someone seeks help. The IRC delivers a comprehensive system of care that welcomes both the individual struggling and family alike. If you or someone you know
2: wants to learn about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559
3: or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. That's IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. It's Illinois Recovery
1: Center. Smooth, (laughs) I I knew you'd like it. Me and KG said how much you would love these edit points. It felt like something else was coming, though.
3: And, Plowboy, you had a wonderful experience uh, with James Carlton over the weekend. Is that correct?
1: Yes. So I told you a little bit about taking my car to Munganeth just to make sure everything is on the up and up. Sure. So also I needed a rental car, you know, because I wanted to, you know— Enjoy my, you know, day. Don't want to, you know, wait around, have things to do and errands to run. They were so nice about it. Mm. But I didn't have my insurance card handy on oh, me. And I was like, I don't know if I know I, if I have the app or not. So I'm, I'm in desperate mode wanting to get my uh, new insurance card sent to me so I can rent out the car from Nest. I'm not I'm not kidding. Texted James. 30 seconds later, he texted back. He's out of town. He's on vacation. But guess what? What? His team texted me 30 seconds after he texted they me. Did not. With all of my information. Really? He is one of the best in the business. He's my state farm rep. I know you know Tim is uh, um, his as well. James is such a nice guy. We have him in here every week, is phenomenal and team and fantastic. When I mean, we bought the camper, we wanted to make sure that was insured and all ready to go. He and his team did step by step with me. Uh, their office is in Webster Grove. Doug, you want the phone number here? I love it. It's area code three one four. You got to say the area code three one four nine six one forty eight hundred. Let's go easy look at the five star Google reviews. Take it from me personally; I've had so much great success with James and his team. Um, that's just one of many reasons why to join the State Farm team. Go to James Carlton; he'll save you some money, and he's a super great guy. I mean, he literally he's on vacation and he answered immediately. That's the kind of service. service. I mean, that's the kind of service you want in an insurance agent. 361,
2: no, 314.
1: 314 961 4800.
3: James Carlton. Carlton. My man.
0: Speaking of golf, uh, this week, Doug, a pretty crappy field.
2: We weren't speaking of golf. We were talking about insurance.
0: uh, Okay, well, you want to keep talking about insurance? That was a live spot. You want to continue?
2: Well, does it involve the golfers? Are they insured?
0: We were talking golf before that. I'm just. Things are getting contentious. All right. Um. We're only two tournaments away from the um, FedEx Cup playoffs. And this year, it's only the top 70, not the top 125, that make the fake FedEx Cup playoffs. Some of these names that are outside of the 70, Doug, Justin Thomas, if it started today, would not be in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Adam Scott would not be in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Shane Lowry would not be in the FedEx Cup playoffs. And our boy uh, Adam Long is to losing his card he's at 147 only the top 125 keep their cards for next year so he's got some work to do hmm okay but Justin Justin Thomas is playing this week he made a last minute entry into the tournament on Friday when he missed the cut he entered to get in this week so I think there's only five of the top 40 in the world are playing this week
2: and he's not one of them
0: Justin Thomas is playing
2: but he's not one of the top 40.
0: No, he is. I said there's you only just f- said he was like I said there's only five of the, of the top five of the top 40 are playing. Five of the top 40 ranked players in the world rankings are in the field. I mean, he's like ranked in a, I don't know 15, 20, 25. Well, how come
2: he can't get into these
0: this Fedex He's he's been playing like crap. Doesn't have enough Fedex cup points. Now he's only how, like 20. How is it possible if
2: you're a top 40 player? Well,
0: you know, at one point he was top 5.
2: Okay, but you said seventy, make it right, seventy-five
0: FedEx Cup points. It has nothing to do with world ranking. It has to do with FedEx Cup points.
3: That's only wins that count on the PGA Tour, correct? You have to to get FedEx points. You have to. It's all PGA Tour stuff, right? You can't no other. No, there's,
0: there's a couple events the DP Tour counts as PGA, like the Scottish was the yeah. last week, and probably the British Open too. But um, points and your ranking have have nothing to do with it. This
3: PGA season season is a snooze fest. It's been pretty boring. Major tournaments certainly have
0: not been that. The elevated events are pretty good. I mean, it's just like a player's championship. All the top 100 players in the world are playing in the elevated events.
1: I don't know. If there's such thing as too much parity, I know that's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I know the Tiger dominant. Some people were turned off. It's just too much dominant golf. Yeah. But right now, yeah, a lot of I,
2: people turned on by that too. They I, loved having a superstar. I, out
1: there. I just don't think there's a lot of personalities. I don't. I think week to week, guy just wet the bed, and I, I get that natural. But I don't know if there's too much parity. Like you don't have one guy taken off, and you know having people glued to the TV. It seems to be a trend as of late. I mean, I'm aii I love golf, but I'm not like this ultra golf novice, where I, I watch every tournament, the Barbasol and all the. I, I just—I don't pay attention that much. But it just seems like the leaderboards and winners. It just there's too much parody going on, and I—I I think it kind of bores people. Am I right or am I wrong? No, I, I have no idea. I think it's good for golf. I,
0: I mean, you know, when Tiger was playing well, everybody loved Tiger. Now, let's just say Brian Harmon became a, a guy that. Uh, you know, became a guy that was invincible like Tiger. It, it, nobody would watch. Brian Harmon is not a personality. There really are no personalities out there.
1: Well, I think that's part of my problem. Rory's
0: boring. Scotty Scheffler's boring. Uh, Rahm Thompson, is boring.
1: Is I'm not saying take take a playbook out of Live and have like you know go go dancers and EDM playing. <laughs> like I, I think you can meet in the middle of the PGA is way too boring and way too. It, it just doesn't feel like the golf game is for everyone when you're watching a PGA Tour event and just how snooty. and I, I, I think it needs to meet in the middle of what Liv is doing and what the PGA Tour needs to do. I, I think you can have fun and enjoy golf without, like I said, the go-go dancer. But I think it's just all too serious.
0: and It's well, it just, just boring
1: to, on TV now, it and it never to used with, to
0: be. It just has to do with personalities. Well,
1: the PGA I don't think allows – a lot of personality to come well, they through. Can, they can do what
3: they want. They right, can... well, what does the PGA do that doesn't allow players to have personality? I think
1: the, the PGA Tour and Harry want it to be, you know, a traditional game. Like, you're, you're all about the tradition of the game, and you want to respect it. Like So I don't. I think a lot of players would love to, you know, have outright celebration, but I feel like they, mm-hmm. they hold it in because of, you know, what they've been taught in kids is the integrity of the golf game. You know, this is—
3: Well, I think that's less of a PGA Tour issue and more of a golf as a whole well, I know, but the PGA Tour is the
1: only, prof- I mean, outside of live, the only professional platforms. What I'm saying is, like, I-, I just wish they could
0: show a little more personality. Well, it's a personality trait. It has nothing to do with the PGA. I mean, Harry Higgs took a shirt off at a tournament.
1: No, yeah, I
2: don't think I they think loved that. I think we all that, thought though.
0: that was hot. Well, I don't no, think I they
2: love that. I, I missed the top. Well, of the I mean, he's, so, he's right. showing personality, you, go you know, and and just like at yeah.
0: the Phoenix Open, you know, with the 16th hole. I mean, it gets rowdy, and the guys like it, and they play to the crowd. Um, but there aren't a lot of guys out there to do that. You know, you got to have some personality. Tiger was really kind of boring on the course, but he won. He had a following, and people love the come-from-behind wins. They love the fist bumps. They love that, you know, got the crowd up. There's really no golfer out there that the crowd, other than Rory, uh, that the crowd really follows. What about Ricky? Well, Ricky, too, and he just won, so it's good that he won again. I mean, he has no personality.
3: Ricky has no personality? On the course? Yeah, after he won, the whole that was a great little thing where he stood up and I Oh, after
0: right. after 72 holes and he won a tournament the first time in 5 years, 6 years. But do you ever see him on the course? He barely smiles. He barely acknowledges the crowd. He's about as boring as they come.
3: I think well, the way he dresses, all that stuff. Well, that
0: I'm talking about your personality well, as well. Well, as... you
3: want Bill Murray out there
0: cracking jokes, cracking wise,
3: Doug? Yes, please. <laughs> see, I want yeah. players talking John with Daly. each other. Like I I would like They do, they do the, they mic them up sometimes. Well, I
1: don't want, I don't want that. I just want them to look like they're, I don't, the micing up thing is just annoying. It's like, (laughs) let these guys, like, you know, do their thing, but it just looks robotic. Brian Harmon, outside of 18, and good for him, he dominated the whole week. But he was stone-cold Steve Austin, stone-faced. Yeah. Well, he's trying to win a major championship again, but, like, God, Smacking how boring with was that? He didn't talk to a caddy once. There was, like, no personality. I you know? couldn't hear
3: him. He was about eight inches taller than him. God,
1: that is cr- is—it's it, crazy. <laughs> it, looks like he, it looks
3: like he had Andre the Giant
0: caddying for him. Yeah, we need more Minwoo out there.
1: I think, little, don't worry, Tom, 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 Tom Kim is, Asian
0: boy, I hope Australian Tom boy, Kim to
1: takes Australia. off, because I think Tom Kim is absolutely perfect
3: for what the PGA needs. There's that. Golf Talk brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. For sponsorship packages or to purchase tickets to the PGA Tour Champions event September 5th through the 10th, visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. Get involved with the presentation today by texting in the engineer design facility, the EDF group text inbox. That's three one four eight eight one tma 5 You can call in. We can do a press conference Monday. 636 tma You can talk to KG and O-Town about the whole situation. Doug, the MLB, MLB.com posted what every team needs to do at the deadline. I have a excerpt here from John Denton, who is a friend of Balloon Party and a friend of TMA. All right. With their recent hot streak and drastically improved play, the Cardinals still aren't con- fully convinced that they should be sellers. The volatility in the NL Central certainly plays a role in that. For the Cardinals, the NL's Winning a second half team since 2000, feel that they have a run in them that might allow them to track down the Cubs, Reds, and Brewers. The likelihood, however, is that they will sell off pieces that could potentially lose the season. The Cardinals must decide which starting pitcher, Jack Flaherty or Jordan Montgomery, and which closer, Jordan Hicks and Ryan Helsley, is most likely to return and trade for other 2024 building blocks. The Cardinals have zero intention of moving Paul Goldschmidt or Nolan Arenado, so their focus will likely go to alleviating the log jam in the outfield. Tyler O'Neill. Dylan Carlson, and/or Alec Burleson might fetch them the starting or relief pitching they desperately, desperately need to contend next season.
2: If you were another team, would you give up a quality starting pitcher for any of those outfielders?
1: Not one of them. Um, O'Neill,
2: Carlson. O'Neill's
1: not even. Probably not. O'Neill's not even relevant. Like I wouldn't. I would literally wouldn't trade one single piece for a Tyler O'Neill. There's no point. I mean, he's just going to get hurt. I, I just. He had one. You know, blip one good season. I, I don't understand what the hype would be for him, so I wouldn't trade anything. Yeah, maybe if you move
2: two or three guys like that, you you get a pitcher in return. But yeah, but
1: we we tried for doing a, that in fantasy baseball. <laughs> three 200 level pit players for a top five player it never works.
2: No, you're not gonna get a top five.
1: At but but I mean, this point, you just like
2: somebody who could be in your t- <laughs> right. one of your top five in your, your rotation.
3: Now, Jordan Hicks is really interesting because I think he could get a, a, a big return. I mean, you could get a pretty big. There's not, like you said earlier, there's not many relievers who throw the kind of gas he does. No, and yeah. And has looked certainly a lot better this year with the control than other years. So I feel like between him and probably Flaherty, you're going to get a pretty decent return on stuff. And then if you can move Edmund or Donovan.
2: Yeah, and as many of those outfielders as you possibly can. Right, probably DeYoung young also.
3: Yeah, if you can, the young. I would say. I think Carlson and O'Neill would be interesting. Package those two together, because you're right. I don't think certainly for Tyler O'Neill, a team's going to be like, hey, this guy's been injured most of his career. No,
2: there's anybody going to say, boy, if we just had him in our lineup yeah, right time. now, it might put us over <laughs> the top. There's right. nobody out there, and they better get to it. You know, they won't got what a week now. To do it. How disappointing is it going to be if they don't do anything?
1: Oh, you can't. You, you. Can't, they can't not, right? Like, but
2: it can't be a bunch of Cabreras for nobody trades.
1: And they're used to that. They do those a lot.
2: That one really bugged me. I, I know he hadn't been very good this year, but there were times in the last couple of years where he was really nasty. No you got you got
1: nothing for him. Nothing. I, I, I am. A, so it's a week. When's it end? August, 31st? 1st. August 1st. August 1st is 1st, trade okay.
3: deadline.
0: They did trade for a guy who was 36 years old and had an ERA of nine when they got him, and he came up for two games, got hit around for two games, and he's sent back down. He's DFA'd again. So.
3: Was that Ryan Tapera?
2: Yeah,
0: it's just amazing.
2: <laughs> you do wonder what the upside in that was. What was yeah. the point?
3: This, is, this has easily been the strangest Cardinal baseball yeah. season I have witnessed in my lifetime. Uh, when you start out, we talk about Tyler O'Neill. The loafing thing. Well, at first you start with the off season where they said they were going to increase spending, and all they did was get Wilson Contreras and sign them to too much money. Um, Jordan Walker, yeah. send him back down. Jordan the Walker so sent he belongs. Him, yeah. Just think about that month and a half. Contreras, what could have done. In that month and to the outfield thing. Mm-hmm. That was super, super weird. And now here we are. Ron Culpe is the one who sends it all. <laughs> the, the house of cards has officially fallen And now they're going to trade everybody. Who are they going to get? beyond me but you think about it
0: unless they trade you know a goldschmidt or an arenado basically all they're doing is trading prospects for prospects i mean there's no team that's in the running for a wild card or a division that want gorman dylan carlson newt bar oh gorman they don't don't want kids they're looking for somebody that can put them over the top so the cardinals would be trading that for what more prospects? I think Gorman can get you a lot.
1: I don't want to trade yeah, him, but I think Gorman – I think if you package a Gorman and Hicks type, maybe a Hicks and a Newt bar, that will yield a lot. Flaherty, too. That, that with a very high yeah, ceiling. Like when you say cum- a lot,
2: what do you mean? One, one guy –
1: <laughs> well, I, depending on what you want, it'd be one really good starting pitcher, or do you want, a, you know, maybe a third pitcher and a prospect? I don't know.
0: So it's I, not a I rebuild. Not if you do that, it's not a rebuild. You're looking for pitchers, starting pitchers for next year.
1: Well, you have to. You that that is the re, like you yeah, have to. If get you're your keeping Arenado engulphment,
3: then you're are, you have you want to be competitive next
0: season?
1: Yeah. So you're getting a starting pitcher that'll help you next year because you don't have any.
0: Well, rebuilding, of Mike was, rebuilding is getting getting away veterans and getting a bunch of young young prospects that in the next three, four years Would agree. blossom like the Cubs. And
2: that's probably what's going to happen.
0: But you can't rebuild by trading your prospects.
2: Well, these aren't guys that aren't yeah. considered prospects as they've been in the major leagues for a couple of years.
3: Right. Like O'Neill is not a prospect. Carlson's not a prospect anymore. Uh, Gorman at this point probably is not. He's no longer a prospect. So all these guys are major league level talent.
2: To me, the only you know, guy on the you know, team that's irreplaceable is, a- is Arenado. He's the only guy with the unique talent that you simply cannot replace. Yeah, he, there are I other agree. big hitting first basemen like Goldschmidt, as good as he is. There are others who who are close to that. There isn't anybody who plays third base and hits like Nolan Arenado. Yes. Yeah, he's I, the one guy that you hang on to.
1: With agree, I agree. But I mean, in the end, you're not winning with. And this is nothing against Nolan. Like I am not bashing Nolan Arenado. He's a freaking god. But in terms of how you're looking at next year. You're not a Nolan Arenado away next year from making no, you're a starting pitching. And
3: just, that's the pitching. Yeah,
1: depending staff. on how you create this starting pitching staff next year, probably going to be a lot of this year, but a little bit more maybe hope and promise instead of relying on a Wainwright or an expiring contract from Flaherty and Montgomery. So with all those question marks, are all alleviated. I, we're not gonna be good for a couple of years regardless of what you do in the trade deadline I ju- I don't see I don't know that you. I don't can make see that a 16 statement. or 17 there's game turnaround an, from this year to next year there's, also, what an off-season. Need. there's also
0: an office well, just the blown At saves alone would put them
1: close to that close yeah, to a right. wild card
0: yeah if you Yeah. yeah if your off season is uh,
1: filled with you you're needing to open up a pocketbook of 300 plus million to probably open up a pitching staff for you
3: if 300 million dollars
1: if you're looking for one ace, there's 160 or 200 million depending on if it's well, Aaron yeah, Nola. For no life of the so contract. There's one pitcher right there. Yeah, for the life of the contract. So, and you're talking you need to add two more potentially? Now, certainly maybe one in the 40 million range. It's going to be 300 total million dollar of contract for to create a pitching staff. Are they going to do that? Probably not.
2: Just Montgomery and Flaherty will probably cost you
1: $20 million a year. Either and you're one not really signing a number to... one guy. You have Michaels, yeah. who isn't a number one guy. So you have three, two, or three starters who are making $18, 20000000 a year. That's not how you build up. And I, I just don't see what they're going to do next or this offseason that's going to help well, this team. I wouldn't if be you surprised. Talk
2: about Arnotto, you can't get rid of. No, I wouldn't, want to get, I wouldn't think that you have any kind of shot. I
1: right. agree 100%, but I don't think keeping Arenado means, okay, well, the team's obviously competing next year. If my point, I I don't. I think they're so far beyond just having one or two guys. They need to add three starting pitchers and get their outfield and infield situation taken care of so it's not a log jam. That's a ton to do. To expect a 17-20 game turnaround from this year to next year if you want to make the playoff, that's what you're going to need. Well, the Reds that, are, are going to do that this year. That. The Reds have done that this year. Yeah, but. that kind of turnaround. They've also had a bunch of
3: terrible years prior
1: to that, so they were able to build up their farm system. Yeah. They
3: still have a bad pitching staff. They do. They hey, do. You were going to say something.
0: I was going to say, I could be wrong, but I think Michaelis's best years are behind him.
3: Well, he's already signed, so.
0: Well, I'm saying, you have him for two more years. Yeah.
3: He's, and he's one of two pitchers that you have next year. And you
0: can't trade him because he's one of two pitchers, and the other one is Mats. It's
3: unlikely they'll be able to trade but him. But
0: Mats Michaelis. is. I don't know, but Michaelis, I think his best years are behind him. I mean, the last two years, I mean, he's had some good games, but he's also had half of his season sucked. Yeah. And he's one of your Not guys great. going into next year as your number one.
3: Well, it's just by default, yeah. Yeah,
0: because he's the only one you got.
3: But if they don't move. I would assume that they're going to try to move Flaherty and then re-sign Montgomery, if I had to guess.
0: I don't think they sign Montgomery because you know, he won't do it during the season. Right. And he's going to go to the free agent market, and the Cardinals aren't going to give him what he's going to want from another team.
3: Probably around $25 million a year. So, yeah, that could be tough, but I, I would hope that that – because unless you want to go Michaelis, Mats, Libertor, but they're, they'll get somebody. Oh. They'll make some moves. I,
2: I would assume they would try to get at least – Two starters for the rotation next year, this next week.
3: Yes. Trade then,
2: whatever it takes to get at least two guys in in position to be starters.
3: And probably one in the offseason and maybe kick the tires on Gordon Graceffo, possibly yeah. making his – Debut because I mean he has been effective since his injury down Triple A. Uh, big old fan texting in. Uh, they aren't trading people like Gorman, Newbar, et cetera. Tyler O'Neill, Hicks, and one of the two starting pitchers are like are all that are likely gone. Trading Gorman for a starting pitcher isn't probably happening. And then he also says you don't need to spend three hundred dollars, three hundred million dollars next offseason. Why does he talk so much? No, I am oh, big old fan. I mean,
1: on total contracts, which is ac- which would be accurate if you need three starting pitchers, and one of them would be an ace. Like, if you look at the free agent market for pitchers next year, it's very top-heavy. It's mega, mega, mega money, and then third, fourth rotation guys. And we have enough three, four guys. You actually need an ace. It, by logic standpoint, every ace is going to be making $25 million a year in terms of a six, eight-year contract. I mean, just do the math. That's one pitcher through the life of the contract.
0: I know he's, he's a once-in-a-lifetime generation player. I mean, he's being he's being compared to Babe Ruth, if you look at his numbers for pitching and hitting. But what do you think Otani does for the rest of the pitching free agents as far as price? I mean, you know, you're not going to look at, well, if Otani got that, I get this. It's but if he signs for $600 million... Which
1: will be at least what he gets.
0: You know, what if a pitcher has comparable pitching numbers, says, look, he's getting this, this is what we want. What do you think he does to the pitching market when he signs?
3: But he plays, his bat is
0: just as valuable as a I know he does, but he's, but he's a pitcher too. So
3: Right, but the, you can't compare a contract with a guy who plays both pitcher and well, is like a try. 30 home run guy.
0: They're going to try to say, well, if he got this, I know he's also you know, but a great nobody, hitter. But nobody will
3: pick. buy into that. None, yeah, of, yeah. none of the
0: other
2: owners are going to say, oh, okay, just because Otani got $600 million, all right. right, we'll pay your guy $500
3: million, even though he doesn't hit 35. Well, well I'm not, not saying they pay it,
0: but... Players will ask for it. Agents will ask for it.
3: Oh, they can ask. I can. Want, yeah, I can go into Tommy's office mm-hmm. and ask for the hundred million dollar contract. But just, if they say no, then they say no. <laughs> you know, it's. it's well, the last time dry. that
0: happened, they cried collusion. So, who cried collusion? Well, when GMs and teams weren't paying these players what they were asking for. But it wouldn't be collusion
2: just because somebody else isn't as valuable as Otani. It'd be collusion if nobody signed Otani. They all got together and say, "No, this is not somebody that we want." Right. If you lead the league in ERA in.
3: and home runs, like you're going to get six hundred million dollars. If you only lead in ERA, then you wouldn't get you would essentially get half of that. Well, oh, it's just a question. No, it's a, and it, that's a fine would it question. Would do
0: anything? I know he's also a hitter and probably a better hitter than his pitcher.
3: To think, to so figure- what does that
0: do for the the free agent pitchers out there that are saying, "Okay, I know you're paying, but you're also paying him as a pitcher." And I had a better ERA. I had, you know, six more wins than he did. I
3: don't
2: think it would have an effect. You know, right. When Mike Trout gets a big contract, every other outfielder doesn't necessarily get anything close to it. Right. Bryce Harper, same way.
3: Uh, question for the dais. Are you better off trading Arenado for a number one starting pitcher, putting Walker at third, or... Walker in left field, Arenado at third base, and no number one starting pitcher. It's from Lady Sonja's. We well, need
1: out. a number one starter first and foremost. Right, but that's not the only way you can get it. That's what no, right. oh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, you're always going to be We keep be
2: saying off. Walker can play third. We've never seen him play third. We figured he could play the outfield. He's not very good in the outfield. Right. So you can trust him at third base. Think how many runs Arenado saves playing third base. Every runs he saves, is like driving in one.
1: Oh, I agree. I, I, I wouldn't want to trade Arenado at all. It, but it always depends on what you're going to get. And it always also depends on how competitive you think the team is next year. I, I think if people are just writing this off as a one-off bad year, I, I think that's a, a bad way to look at it. Because you have to fill three starting pitching. I mean, you just have a lot to do in eight to ten months in order to make this a, 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 a playoff team next year. That's just
2: But if they can find three star, if they can trade that's... and find three starters and put them with MVP candidates at first and third base... With Gorman, who might hit you 35 home runs, with Walker, who might be a superstar, that's a pretty good start.
1: I'm not disagreeing. I just, it's a lot to do for this front office. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I I just, I don't know if I trust the front office to do that much.
3: Which is fair. And hit
1: on everything and be competitive. uh, This isn't a one off year, man. Like, they missed an opportunity to set up the rotation in the offseason this this offseason mm-hmm. and they put himself in a year and a half two year bind with some of the trades they made so like this isn't going to be next year at the 95 win team and you know last year was what it was. like that's i hope fans aren't thinking that cuz you may be in for it cuz this may only may be an 85 win team
0: next year you had chris archer out there all year he couldn't <laughs> Chris Archer he want, the man wants chris archer on the squad <laughs> well not now it's uh, <laughs> no, three he's years not ago. on a squad 3 years ago i want him no. now he's kind of done He was kind of done three years ago yeah. <laughs> not three years ago
2: a lot done. of the pictures are done right away that's what makes it so hard right that's the thing the, the, Jack Flaherty looks like he's gonna be the next Bob Feller <laughs> and then he gets hurt oops
3: a little pull Oh there. well Bob never Feller. mind that's that a up. nice <laughs> reference That's a name. A Bob Feller Bob reference. Feller <laughs> one of the all-time greats <laughs> yeah get involved uh, text in engineered design facility EDF group text <laughs> inbox 314-881 TMA 5 call in 636-904 TMA, loves will have the design, air, heating, and cooling email today coming up at the end of the presentation. Tim is out today with illness, but uh, hopefully he feels better soon and can get back uh, with us either tomorrow or whenever he feels better. But until then, hot sports takes and hotter guys will be residing in this Michelob Ultra Studios. We'll have plenty of more Cardinals to talk about. A lot going on in the world of sports, a lot going on in the world of pop culture. All topics will be broken down on the other side of the commercial break. This closes at the Ass 7 o'clock hour live from the Mikkel Ultra Studios. This is the Ryan Kelly Morning After.